This conference will now be recorded. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather for July 16th, 2023 to July 23rd, 2023. A lot going on in the heavens this week. We have a new moon in Cancer. We have our nodes changing into Aries and Libra uh, for a year and a half dance. We have Venus stationing and going retrograde. And we have the sun entering Leo. So we are going to be busy little bees doing lots and lots of fun things as all of this energy dances over our head. It makes it a very big week. Uh, some weeks are bigger than others. And this one's a doozy. Um, and so when I have when I have a doozy week like this, I'm like, okay, what are we doing? How are we getting there? And what's the plan? So let's talk about how to handle the energy. Without further ado, off we go. Um, so, all right, here's our list of dates uh, available on the, my website, um, planning your year ahead. So in the heavens, we have this finger of God unfolding. And fingers of God are always faded, F-A-T-E-D. And this particular puppy had Mars and uh, Pallas Athena go through it already. And now it has Venus dancing in it. So Venus formed it, started to form it on Saturday, and she's going to be forming it as she goes to hit Pluto uh, at 29. Uh, and so she's in orb of it kind of pushing us along. And what's going to happen, because she stations at 28, she's not actually going to hit Pluto. So this finger is going to be in the sky, kind of hovering for a long, long, long time. Uh, so that's why I'm putting it up as its own little feature. Kind of look where 27, 28 Leo is in your chart and just know that Venus is hovering on that, just kissing it and saying, what was the dream you had, Neptune, that's shifted, changed, or been completed perhaps? And what's the reality that's re being restructured in your life? Neptune in Pisces also dissolves things. What has dissolved in your life? and is ready to be renovated, taken apart, taken down, so you can pursue, apex, your heart's path, Venus and Leo. So that's your big question, kind of under there. So where does the heart call you? Where does the heart lie? Think of all those heart songs. My heart, my heart. I left my heart in San Francisco. All the heart songs, where they call you. And your chart wants to look at 27, 28 Leo, and know that's the heart's path because Venus is stationing there this week, forming this huge finger of God about making heart-based choices. Uh, first up on uh, Monday, we have the moon in a uh, in a square to Jupiter, which is always, um, Mercury rather, in a square to Jupiter, which is often interesting news, unusual news. There is no air in the sky. So it's action, action, action. Notice the no air in the sky down here at the bottom. So when Mercury and Leo squares Jupiter and Taurus, of course, Mercury and Leo is very self-obsessed. And, you know, one of the reasons we, we don't like Mercury and Leo is it goes, me, 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 me. So Mercury and Leo is talking about itself and very happily, thank you very much. But it's also squaring Jupiter and it's saying to Jupiter, you know, you know we were talking when you went into Taurus a while back. And you know what I think I would like? And so watch for I words, what you would like, and with other people saying them to you. If they sound a little big or expansive or something like that, 
or perhaps maybe a little entitled, like I would like you to give me my car, your car, or I would like you to do this. You know, you just take it with a grain of salt and go, oh, that would be nice if that happened. I would like this to happen. Okay, recognize it's square Jupiter. It's asking for a dream to come true. We never pick on other people's dreams. We just say, that's a good dream. You go work on it. And remember, Venus is talking to us about our dreams and what our new dreams are. So articulating what your new dream is, even if it feels a little bigger or a little wider, or you're looking and you're going, I don't know how I'm going to make that dream happen. And the nice part about Venus and Leo is it is ruling Mars and Pallas Athena in Virgo. Make a list, make a plan. Don't criticize a plan, make a plan and figure out how am I going to get that to happen. Um, might be the Mission Impossible song playing in your background. Bum, 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 bum. But you got this. This is your vision, your dream time. That's what the summers are for. Next up, the new moon happens. And that happens tomorrow afternoon around 2.31. This is a new moon in Cancer. The moon is out of bounds in a very big way. Again, no air in the sky, not a drop of it. So we have no words. We have no We have feelings, lots of water, lots of feelings. We have fire, we have vision, but no air. The air is still, the air is absent. So it's all about the action, the action we take, the feelings we have, and the things we do. The new moon is a 30-day cycle, but it's also pants, plants a, starts a two and a half year cycle. So we see the sun and moon meeting up at 26, 24, 56 Cancer. And they're gonna have a first quarter next April at 26, 18 Cancer. And then they're gonna have a full moon at when the moon's in Cap, the sun's in Capricorn and the moon's in Cancer in January of 2025. And then they're gonna have a closing square when the sun's in Libra and the moon is in Cancer in October of 2025. This correlates to the human gestation period. It's a nine and a half month cycle. Excellent book on it by Dietrich Pessen uh, called Planetary, The Timing of Lost Timing of Eclipses. But it's the phase family that you develop in over time. Now this is also the human gestation period because it's nine and a half months. So if you got pregnant tomorrow on, the, on June 17th, you'd have the baby next April. So that's the energy of it. It's very creative, it's very lunar, it's about our how we ripen and grow over time. The new moon has quite a few uh, interesting Arabic parts. Now Arabic parts are sensitive part, parts that are tied to um, the plant, the chart cast for the location. So these will work for the planet in the, the vacation, the chart cast in Washington, DC. They'll be different if you live somewhere other than DC. But the, the ascendant is in the path of fire, always an important energy. The moon is moving very slowly. It's gonna spend like three days in Virgo this week. And so the moon is slow, it's out of bounds. There's a lot of energy in the heavens about overdoing. We see the Mars on the part of catastrophe and imprisonment. Now that's an interesting one. Um, and of course, Mars is in Virgo, the details. I got the details, I got the receipts, I can prove it. So we're gonna watch for stuff there. There has been a few prison breaks, interestingly, this last week, because I always, like the week before the new moon, I kind of watch for it in the air. We also have Jupiter on the part of organization. And remember, Mercury squaring Jupiter, trying to get things organized. 
we have Chiron on the part of servants and land journeys. Now this is interesting. We just had the um, the bill pass in the Congress depriving military people who serve this country, there are servants, from traveling on land journeys, land journeys, to get Chiron, to get health care. If you weren't following the debates, Tommy Tucker Tuberville, the crazy senator from Alabama, no problem, you know, I mean, he's a great football coach, millionaire guy, got it not the brightest tool in the shed, but he's holding up all these military appointments because he doesn't like their policy on, if you get assigned to a state that has uh, anti-abortion laws and you need healthcare, or even if you want fertility treatments, they, you can't leave the state to go do this. Uh, the military in the past didn't pay for the abortions, you had to do that for yourself, but they, they helped you get there. And so that's being blocked. Plus there's a whole bunch of stuff in that bill that's really stupid. But anyway, that's that. Uh, Vesta on the part of love and daughters. Interesting energy because we're gonna hear a story about daughters and children. We also have Juno on the part of discord. Whole bunch of energy in the heavens with this new moon and the finger of God and the uh, grand cross that we have up there about breaking up relationships. You're gonna hear about a lot of partnerships, relationships breaking up. Juno on the part of discord. And of course we have people on strike. We have UPS threatening. We're not gonna partner with you. We're not gonna work with you anymore. We're not gonna, we promise we're not gonna. So when we look at that series, um, you know, on, or I'm sorry, Juno on the part of discord, Juno's in cancer, moon's out of bounds. I'm emotional and I feel very strongly about not partnering with you, a lot of fighting. We also have the nodes of fate with on the part of plays. Now plays is writing. So this is always really important. Of course, the writers are on strike on the South Node, but we also have uh, the part of plays encourages us to communicate, to write, to write it down. And so it's got a creative energy if you're working on writing projects or finishing them up or sending them off or getting them out in the world. And we always have the ascendant on the part of fortune and spirit, but we don't always have it on bondage and merchandise. So this is a lot of energy around, you know, what are we being tied to? Why are we being tied to it? And what are we going to do to make it change or shift? So look for um, how we're being tied to our merchandise or we're being held back from our merchandise. That does feel a lot like the UPS strike to me. So we'll see. This is a new moon. It unfolds over 30 days. It also unfolds over two and a half years. Asteroids, these are going to be the same for everybody, wherever you are in the world. We have Neptune on Cassandra, parallel, so predictions, energy about expansion. Mercury on Minerva, very much about the hand goods and also about seeing things and communicating. Mercury also is how we get things done. Jupiter on Juno encourages us to partner in a different way, paralleling it. We also have Vesta on Urania and on Tisiphon. Tisiphon is a fate. She's one of the Furies. So she's not happy uh, when Vesta's on her. So there's an interesting energy around living with people and not being happy for living with them or moving, made it, making faded moves around houses, homes, that kind of thing. And a lot of energy with Hygieia on the nodes of fate. Health issues are big. And of course, when the nodes change, it's a major shift. So we really feel a lot of times people that are kind of on the edge, they pop into the next reality realm they shift they change they go into a new role uh the fixed stars basically reasonably nice ones nothing particular nasty to watch out for we are in a position of seeing it is serious rising the dog days of summer it's hot as 
H-E-L, H-E-double-L, double hockey sticks, which is how I could say hell as a kid. Um, so it's pretty warm out there. There's a big, big fight, big, uh, big heat wave in Europe, big heat wave here. Uh, dog days, man. Dogs lay under the trees on the dog days in August. Um, so we have the nodes changing this week. Now, it's an interesting configuration because the nodes are here in Aries and Libra, and they're shifting out of Taurus and Scorpio, where they have spent the last 18 months, the last year and a half. Notice the sun and the moon and Pluto are square the nodes. We can throw Eris, the goddess of discord, in there too. So there's an energy here of that sun and moon square and a, and a giant cardinal cross. Cardinal crosses are action-oriented. They like to get things done. And the nodes are moving from Taurus and Scorpio, where they have been for a year and a half. So a lot of people are going, I feel stuck. I feel trapped. I feel in the mud. I feel like I'm not moving. I feel like nothing's happening. Well, the nodes have been in Taurus, Scorpio, wrapping up that year and a half. They shift on Monday afternoon at 4 o'clock, and it's big. They're going from an earth sign, fixed earth, into fire matches cardinal go. They're going from Scorpio swamp, crawling out of the swamp, into Libra, beauty, graciousness, and change. Now, think hairdressing. Scorpio is when you get the chemicals in your hair and the little color and you make the highlights and it looks cute. And then you wash it all off and you blow it out and you have Libran hair. You're beautiful. You look great. The other thing to think about is in the chart the day before, um, the nodes are in Aries, Taurus, and um Scorpio. So the North Node is being run by that Venus in Leo, and the South Node in Scorpio is being run by the Mars in Virgo. In changing, the now the North Node is being run by Mars because it's in Aries in Virgo. Make a list, check it twice, get it out the door. And the South Node is being run by Venus in Leo, who is part of that big finger of God. And the finger of God is actually a focused finger. There's a sun, Venus, uh, a Venus to the Pluto and the Neptune, but there also is Neptune to the Venus and the South Node. So Neptune is saying, what is your dream that you're trying to let go of that's finished, that's done, that's dissolving, that's over? What's the structure that you're done with? And out of that sextile, that Pluto-Neptune sextile in earth and water, we're creating this whole new heart's path. The sun is on, the Venus is on Regulus, the, the, heart of the, the heart of the lion. We're being asked to go and follow our heart, follow our lion's path. So when those nodes shift, it's a big deal. Now they spend 19 years going through the whole zodiac. So we're gonna look back this cycle that we're starting on Monday ends in January of January 25th of 2025. The cycle we had before that, I'm going to say this slow so you can think about it, was December 26, 2004 to June 22nd of 2006. So for me, that's when I started writing my first astrology column on the internet and when I first started these podcasts. So that's what was going on for me 19 years ago. In 1986 to 1987, it, the one before that was April of 86 to December of 87. Think about what was going on for you then. 
that's when I shifted and I turned into sales from computer programming. So I shifted how I made my money. I, before that, I had programmed a lot. I was a good programmer, but my boss said to me, I can pay you more if you turn into a salesperson. I have to pay the salespeople more than I pay you, even though you're selling a lot of stuff. And I said, really? All right, I can change. <laughs> so I changed into a salesperson. Aries North Node, I turned into a hunter for things. I hunted for business. The time before that, August, if you're older, August 19th in 1967 to April 19th of 1969, that was a big time. Now, I was a kid then, and my father decided, Aries, my father was an Aries. He decided to buy a house without talking to my mother. So in the fall of 67, my aunt left the convent and came to, left the convent and came and stayed with us. And my father, there was, he was a doctor and it was St. Mary's stag party. Um, and the doctor, you know, it was all men back then. And they would, that was like an annual drunk. They would have oysters and steak and all that stuff at the hospital. And he came home from the hospital and my mother said, you know, this house, cause my parents like to look at houses on Sunday after church. So he's like, there's this house that we've always driven by. We want to, you know, it's for sale. You want to go look? And he was like, yeah, that sounds great. So he called the realtor like 10 o'clock at night and made an appointment to see the house the next morning. Now my parents have been looking at houses for a while and they had reached the conclusion to build an addition. So the guy was cutting to, coming to cut the tree down in the backyard that Saturday morning. So my parents set the guy up to cut the tree down and then they went to look at this house. They were walking through the house, they got to the kitchen and my father turns to Mrs. Pearson and he goes, I'd like to put an offer in on the house. And my mother just looked at him and went like, what, what? Now remember, my parents are fire parents, right? My mother's a Leo, my father's an Aries, my father was a moon in Leo, my mother has a moon in Sag. There was a lot of fight yelling in my house when I was a kid. I mean, it was fiery. Well, let me tell you, that was a fiery year. Aries, North Node. And also, I mean, they did move and they lived happily ever after and that was all fine. And my aunt left the convent and that was all fine. And I went to a new school. I went to a Catholic high school, which was great for me. So that was a very pivotal period. And, it, and I learned not to be shy when I went to that high school because I had to make new friends. And it really shifted how I looked at the world. And then I wasn't born, but some of you might have been, January 25th, 1949 to July 26th, 1950. That was a really fun time. That was the last time those nodes were in Aries and Libra. So think in your life, this cycle that starts on Monday ends January of next year, January, actually January of 2025, a year and a half from now. The cycle before December 24, 26, 204 to June 22, 2006. The one before that, April of 86 to December of 87. The one before that, August of 67 to April of April of 69. The one before that, uh, January of 49 to July of 50. Now, one of the things that happens with this Aries North node, it's the I am node, like I am gonna do this, right? And so we're all entering this I am energy, like my father putting a bid in on the house, like me going, I am going to write a column. So I've been writing a column or doing podcasts on the internet for 19 years, who knew? I'm coming up on my anniversary, my nodal return. 
Um, so the, the energy is the I am. Like, this is it. This is what I am going to do. I am going to be a salesperson and make more money in 86 to 87. What did you do? One of my friends, Carolyn, she got a horse when, when this happened. And it was wonderful for her. Think about what happened to you when you had these nodal changes. Now, there's an excellent, you're not going to spend a lot of time. This is all you're getting. But I'm going to direct you to a wonderful astrologer named Pam Gregory. She's a British astrologer. In the back of her, there's always pink pillows. She looks very cute with her pink pillows. And she did a separate YouTube, a half an hour YouTube, on the nodes shifting into Aries and Libra and the impact it has. And the whole energy of going from fixed stock energy of Taurus and Scorpio into the I am. I am going to buy a house. I am going to write an astrology column. I am going to... Uh, change my direction in life and do new things. So the energy is the I am, and we are shifting. When that shifts, it's like I am, and there is really no going back because we have left the swamp, we have left the ground, we have turned into fire, we have taken off, we're ready to partner in a new way. So it's a very big shift in terms of direction and what's on. But definitely go listen to Pam Gregory, G-R-E-G-O-R-Y, she has a half an hour YouTube on the shift from the nodes from Aries to Libra. So I recommend it highly. Next up, this is what this big nodal pattern shift looks like. It's a juicy one. See how juicy that is? So we see the grand cross there. See that big old grand cross between the moon and the sun. Remember the moon's out of bounds. Out of bounds. The moon is very emotional. The nodes have shifted. Now they're being run by Mars and by Venus, but it's completely different. Last week, the day, earlier in the day, they were being run, you know, the, the North Node was being run by Venus, and now suddenly Mars is driving, and she's in the passenger seat. You know how, like, when you're on a road trip and you shift cars, you shift, pull over to the gas station, you want to drive? Okay, they shifted, they, they drive in the new car, and Mars drives really fast, just saying. Not that he's not a safe driver, but he drives fast, and he is in Mercury, and he is in, um, or he's in Mar, he's in Virgo, which answers to Mercury and Leo. Now you know when you're in the driver, when you're the driver, you have control of the radio. The music is going to change. We're going from those love songs with Venus and Taurus. We're going into hard rock, heavy metal, uh, raving music, bam, 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 fast, speedy, and quick. So maybe even Sousa marches, because Mars is in Virgo, marching, bum, bum, bum. Boom, watch the change. The energy, you can see here the Venus in the finger of God with the Pluto and the Neptune. You can also see Neptune here pulling in the south node and saying, okay, I'm going to work on some new dreams because the dreams I have have shifted, changed, are fading, or moving into something else. And then we're going to throw in little Eris, the goddess of discord over here. Definitely a contentious shift. People are going to feel, feelings are going to be hurt. Mercury and Leo, I got to be me. I got to do my thing. You know, Sam said, I got to be me. And then kind of like, yeah, you know, maybe a little nicer. Mercury squared Jupiter, a little over the top, like my way or the highway. This is not a good aspect to have a fight on uh, because it's going to be nasty. But we do have Venus retrograde. So a few people have been breaking up. Uh, and I'm kind of like, well, is Venus is in her retrograde shadow getting ready for a new 
new conjunction. So there's there's energy of shifting and leaving, but Venus is also not 100% sure what she's doing because she is that apex of the finger of God, but she's about to go retrograde. So we'll see, you know, this is an interesting time. I always, you know, sometimes when this happens, it's like back when Danny DeVito and um, I'm drawing a blank on her name, but the lady that served the stuff in taxi, when they split up, Carla blank, blank, blank. When they split up, Rhea Perelman, when they split up, they did it on, and then they got back together again. So it doesn't mean a permanent break, but it can be, and it can definitely be like, I'm done here, I gotta go. Especially if you've been working on it for the last year and a half and there's been no movement. But if you haven't been working on it for the last year and a half, you know, there's still process. So we'll see, you know, so just know it's big. It changes things, it shifts things, and we get a new vision and a new perspective. Next up, Sun Trines Neptune. That happens on Thursday. So we get to process all the stuff at the beginning of the week. Oh, last thing. Jack Smith, the prosecutor for Trump, his Venus is on 29 Aries, according to the chart that was published by um, the New York, Glenn, Glenn uh, whatever the Glenn, Glenn Brush, Glenn Rush, the Glenn guy from New York Times, Glenn Thrush, Glenn Thrush. So apparently Jack Smith's Venus is 29 Aries. So that node hits his north node. And of course we have um, hearings on, uh, we're doing this, we're, stuff's happening on that justice front. Uh, Sun trines Neptune, so that's all the beginning of the week. On Thursday, we get to the back of the week, it gets busy, right? Um, oh, new moon on the, uh, new moon ritual. The moon, the moon's last aspect on Monday is a opposition to Pluto, not great. But aspects to Venus, the, when the moon goes into Leo, Tuesday, Wednesday, and on Thursday, when the moon's in Virgo, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, early morning, those are good days to do the rituals. So if you want to get rid of something, do it on Monday because it's moon opposite Pluto, it's gone. If you want to kind of work with it and move it into something else, do it on, do your new moon ritual on the Leo or the Virgo moons because those will be a little more, uh, a little more workable. We also have, as the sun coming, comes to trine Neptune, sun in Cancer trines Neptune in in Pisces, this is still part of that finger of God. Venus is stuck, stuck up there. She's kind of parked in the sky. So the sun trines Neptune and he kind of encourages a revisioning of the dream, a reworking of the dream, a new way of using it, kind of coming up with a new, uh, new pattern or new thought or a new concept about how to do the dream as that sun is coming in to square the nodes. Because remember, it's happening early, but it's squaring Neptune. It's encouraging us to step forward. Then we have Mars opposite Saturn. Now, Mars was opposite Saturn on that new moon. So Mars was in Virgo opposite Saturn, and he's kind of pushing at Saturn, trying to get him to go. Remember, Saturn's retrograde. He got up. He went into Pisces in March, and then he went retrograde in July, and he's going backwards now till November. So Mars and Virgo is saying to Saturn, what are we revising? How are we revising it to get it go forward? So they complete their opposition on Thursday at around 4.30. And so that's when it'll feel like you're moving. Now, the other analogy I've been using for the nodes shifting is, you know how you're in a car on the ice? If you grew up upstate, sometimes you get caught in the snow or the ice and the snow and you're revving the car and you're revving the car and it's not getting any traction. And then all of a sudden it does and it goes, it shoots off. 
that's the energy of that shift. So it shoots off when Mars gets past Saturn on Thursday. It revs the engine. So we're revving and we're taking off once Mars gets past Saturn. And Saturn is like, okay, bye. And Mars is like, I'm out of here. Now remember, Mars is ruling that North Node in Aries. He's driving the car now. He's putting on the rock music. No more easy listening Venus stuff. He's out of it. No more happy love songs. He's just doing Bruce Springsteen. He's doing Pink Floyd. He's doing the heavy, heavy rock. Who knows? Maybe he's even doing rappers. He's out of there. He's wild. We also have Eris stationing to go retrograde on Friday. Now, the goddess of discord, when she stops, she stopped for five days. <laughs> Friday, that means Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And that means Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday on the other side. So Eris, the goddess of discord, is stopped in the middle of all this mess. And she's wearing the nodes. So discord, disagreements, you know, you got the idea, you know, about Eris. We've been watching her for a while. That happens on Friday night. Mars, Sun squares the nodes and is opposite Pluto. That happens on Saturday. So the Sun was, you know, in the new moon, right? But then he's now coming to oppose Pluto and square the nodes. Triangle, 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 power, power dynamics, squaring the nodes in the bends. Got a choice. Which way are you going? You're going towards that north node in Aries? You're going towards that south node in Cancer, in Libra. Now, Venus suggests you go towards the North Node because she's trining that node. So I would encourage you to do that. The moon, when the when Venus, when the sun squares the nodes, you can tell I'm going really fast. I apologize. I keep saying words wrong. Sun is in Cancer, answering to the moon in Virgo, which is a little bit of a worry wart moon. And so the moon is a little worried. What should it do? And when the moon worries, it tends to be like, meow, meow, meow. But the moon's last aspect is a trying to Pluto. So the moon should encourage you to feel the fear and do it anyway. Now that Mars is set free from Saturn, the moon is saying, you know, feel the fear. I know you're a little anxious. It's going to be okay. Pick going towards the North Node. Pick the I am. Go for the, I want this. I want to head towards this. I am this. Go towards that. That's the, that's the correct choice. Not going to say you're not going to jump into that south node and want to have a little cuddle with Venus and Leo. But that way, mm -mm -mm. she already said to you, I'm changing. So you got to change. You know, that's the whole point. Evolve or die, right? Or get really stuck and have the planets give you a heck of a hard time. So I'm like, evolve towards that North Node in Mars, give it permission, give it permission to grow, listen to your heart's call, and, and don't and feel the fear and do it anyway. So that's the message for Saturday. We also have Venus station to go retrograde on Saturday. So she stations on the uh, July 22nd. Go, remember, she entered her shadow on June 19th. So since June 19th, we've been dealing with matters of the heart. She goes retrograde at 28 Leo, in the middle of that finger of God on July 22nd. And then she's backwards until September 4th when she stations to go direct at 1212 Leo. So now Venus stops. 
And actually, when she stops the three days before and the three days after, remember, she's in a trine to Eris. So this is sometimes we need a little fight to make us leave. Hopefully not, you know, but, you know, why do we always have fight when we say goodbye? So even in John Denver song. So the energy is accept it. Know that she's stopping. She's pausing, but she's still in that finger. So the finger is just going to keep poking at you. When I was a kid, my sister would poke, poke, poke. And I had a stepsister that I don't know what the heck it was, but she would always find your Charlie horse or she'd come after you to pinch you. You know, you'd be like, don't go pinching me. She'd come at you with her little fingers like I'm going to pinch you. Venus is stopped. She's going to pinch you if you don't pick properly. Pick properly. Go towards Mars and Aries, the North Node in Aries. Go that way. Go that way. So she doesn't pinch you with her fingers. Venus, that is, not Debbie. Venus stations to go retrograde on Saturday at 9.32 p.m. And then she is going to be retrograde until September 4th when she goes direct. She's stationing retrograde, forming a finger of God. And she's also trining the North Node in Aries. She's encouraging us to go towards that heart's path. Mercury's kind of sidling in next to her. He's going to get there in a couple of days. And the moon's in Virgo, in a flowing trine to Pluto, encouraging transformation when Venus stations to go retrograde. Now, a lot of people get all knickers and a knickers and a twist over, oh, it's Venus retrograde, love is bad, I can't meet anybody, I shouldn't go out. No, 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 no. Work with the energy. Just know that if you go out, when you meet somebody, you got to figure out who they are. And then when Venus goes direct in September, you'll see what happens. Now, one of the other things, you know, when I used to rent a house on Fire Island, it was always like lots of partying and naked and fun on Fire Island. And, um, and then you get to Labor Day. <laughs> and does the relationship last after Labor Day? Might, might not. Trust the process. This Venus Sun conjunction is seeding a new eight, this Venus retrograde is seeding a new eight year love cycle. And it's, it's in the heart of the sun. It's a juicy one. It's in the middle of that finger of God. It's juicy. It's juicy. Give yourself permission. Out. It's the summer of love. We thought that Jupiter and Aries after COVID would be. And then that damn Omicron came. This literally is the summer of love. Venus is in Leo all summer long. Till October, frankly. So out the door. Go play. Go have a good time. Enjoy that Venus. Next up on Saturday, the sun enters Leo and he goes, okay, I'm tired of being in cancer. I'm in Leo now. I'm loud and proud and I'm in my rulership. As Venus is stopped, forming a finger of God. Get the idea? This is faded stuff. Get out there, get out there, go, go, go. So as Venus goes into Leo or as the sun goes into Leo, he's got 30 days of shining. It is August, it is fun, hopefully not too hot. It finished, sun finished his opposition to Pluto kind of broke through that triangle stuff. And again, the sun is the I am principle. So we are I aming, we are I aming. Mercury's in Leo, we are I aming. Venus is in Leo, we are I aming. I am loving, we are the nodes in Aries, we are I am, a lot of I am energy. So I am, just say I am, ba ba ba, whatever it is. I am in love, I am looking for a partner, I have found, I wanna find a partner. I am whatever, whatever you want. I am want more, want more money. I want a house, whatever you want. Like this is I am summer. Give it the I am's, especially in August. 
Pluto squares the nose of fate on Sunday. Yeah, no air. That's not a good one. Because Pluto on the nodes of fate usually is mean. Pluto's a malefic. When he squares those nodes of fate, we'll see what happens. But he is, you know, is in the midst of all this other stuff. So sometimes, you know, when the when you know when the dog bites, when the bee stings, I'm very songy lately. Um, when you're feeling sad, remember your favorite things, and then you won't feel so bad. So this is, I know that's going to earworm you the whole week. Yeah, just keep saying, rain dance on roses and whiskers on kittens. So at any rate, the sun, Pluto squares that sun, and he says, ha, 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 ha. Like, we're ready. We're ready. We got this. And the sun is also square the nodes, right? It just finished the square. So the sun's optimistic. Pluto's a little more of a downer. But he also recognizes his day has come. Now, remember, one of the whole things with this is Pluto's last gasp in Capricorn. Power likes to hang on to power. This is, you know, if we go back and look at, you know, the different times Pluto is at the last degrees is when the Catholic Church went, hey, yeah, maybe there were some priests that abused people. This is the AIDS epidemic. Maybe, you know, maybe what we need to do is uh, maybe what we need to do is like give you some drugs. We can fix. We can start saving you. There is a definite shift in the energy because Pluto has the square to the nodes, which is a choice point. And remember last time Pluto was in Capricorn was 1776. So we are in a crossroads, we're in a cross point, we're in a decision-making time. So real important to watch what decisions you make around power dynamics, your life, your direction, and your focus. And finally, on, Chi on Sunday, Chiron stations to go retrograde. Can we add more into the week, please? So Chiron stationing to go retrograde, again, five days on Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, actually probably Wednesday, and then Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So Chiron is stationing to go retrograde in 19 Aries, and he is in the sign of Aries, which means we have to be brave and bold and go forward. He's going to be retrograde until the sun gets into Sagittarius in November. And he's now going to go backwards over the areas. So all of you 49, 50 year old folks that are having your Chiron return, here he comes back for pass two, talking to you about how you're going to take action in the world. For the rest of us, he's talking to us about where, where we, how we, how we gallop independently. And a lot of times Chiron and Aries has a little bit of an issue about being alone. Like I have to do everything alone again. I have to do it all by myself. Like I said, song lyrics are like pouring out of me lately. Um, old song, not the ones I wrote, runs other people wrote. So the energy of Chiron encouraging us to figure out how to get there, where to go, what to do. And he's going to go backwards and he's going to say, I think we need a little more time for healing. Or I think maybe we need to heal a little bit before we go forward. Are you okay with that? So uh, accept healing opportunities, accept healing offers, great time to do internal work and kind of clear out some of the stuff. Remember Chiron ro rotates between Saturn and um, between Saturn and Uranus, and he's galloping into Uranus. He, you know, if he's going from Saturn to Uranus, he's taking the structures, breaking them down into freedom. If he's galloping from Uranus to Saturn, he is taking the chaos and he's organizing it into new structures. 
right now Chiron is because his orbit is between um, Saturn and Uranus. Right now he's galloping from structures that have been dissolving and breaking down and falling apart, and he's galloping towards chaos. No fear, out of chaos comes creativity. But when he stops and he goes retrograde, he goes, I'm a little worried about the chaos. It's like, it's okay. Chaos is part of life. Uh, and um, so we'll watch what that Chiron brings up. That happens on Sunday too. And then last but not least, on Sunday, we have Mercury square Uranus. Oh, what a week it's been. <laughs> so hopefully uh, you made it through the week and Mercury squares Uranus and encourages you to take, take a moment to enjoy your life. And he's in Leo and it's Sunday and it's summer and it's August and it's a beautiful day and have a barbecue. <coughs> and that must be true because I sneezed. Um, so Mercury squares Uranus is also an awakening, an aha moment, something coming to light where you go, wow, that's interesting. I hadn't seen that before. We just did a new moon webinar tonight uh, for this new moon and the rituals you can do on it and where it lands in your chart much more in depth, an hour and a half on the moon, which you just got like a fragment of here in this weekly weather. So feel free to look for that. It'll be available for sale on Monday on my website. Uh, and it, you send owl and you get it sent to you with the MP3, uh, MP4, and a list of the slides, listing of the slides. Um, when we're looking at the energy of the planets and how they work, the sun is going from, uh, the sun is going from 23 Cancer to zero Leo. Um, and this week, and of course, he's pretty busy. He had the square to Uranus. He had the trine to Neptune. He had the opposition to Pluto. He had the square to the nodes. And then he entered Leo. <laughs> Sun's tired. <laughs> Mercury this week, going from nine Leo to 22. Look at how fast that little guy's going. He's not making a lot of aspects. He's just kind of hanging out, zooming along, you know, chatting with a couple people as he goes. He does have the square to Jupiter, and he has this, the square to Uranus. You know, he's not really, he's not really causing trouble. Venus, however, is stationing. She's the apex of the finger of God. She's encouraging you to follow your heart path. And um, yeah, uh, Mars is uh, got an opposition to Saturn. So he gets to go forward and break the, break the feeling stuck, blocked and held. But that happens on the 20th. Jupiter not doing much this week, except ex receiving that square from Mercury. Saturn is also opposite Pallas Athena, so that break, that energy breaks on the 23rd, and your strategies you can implement or change or put them in place, and there's a shift in direction. We also have uh, the Pluto squaring the nodes of fate on the 23rd, and he's basically at 29, can I park there? And we also have Chiron stationing at 1957. He stations on the 23rd. And we have Eris, the goddess of discord, stationing on the 21st. So a lot of energy, a lot of intensity, a lot of passion. And when we look at the moons, the moons of week this week all have nice aspects, except for Monday. So Monday, the new moon, the last aspect is an opposition to Pluto at 11.06 p.m. So it's in Cancer on Saturday, on Sunday rather, and it's got that new moon and it has the nodes shift 
and then it has an opposition to Pluto. So you want to let go stuff go on this new moon. You want to get rid of it for good. Do the ritual. Do your ritual. Do a ritual. You can do more than one, you know. Do a ritual on the moon on the 17th. Moon goes into Virgo at 12.39 a.m. East Coast time on the 18th. Or I'm sorry, into Leo. 12.39 on, uh, on Tuesday morning, the East Coast. So it's in Leo on the 18th and the 19th, and it goes void on the 20th, Wednesday, at, um, I'm sorry, goes void on Thursday, uh, at 10.08 a.m. with a conjunction to Venus. Moon in Leo meets Venus in Leo. That sounds like fun. That sounds actually very pleasant. Then the moon is void for a couple of hours from 10.08 to 1.13 p.m. on Thursday, and then it goes into Virgo, and it'll be in Virgo Thursday. Uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, going void at 12.06 a.m. Sunday morning. That's a lot of Virgo. Thursday all afternoon, all day Friday, all day Saturday, all day Sunday. So all of these transitions are happening with moon and Virgo, suggesting the moon really wants to work with you emotionally. The closing aspect the moon has is a trying to Pluto. I want to transform your life. And then moon is void on Sunday for a couple of hours, entering uh, Leo, Libra at 1.54 a.m. Sunday morning, the 23rd. And the closing aspect for Libra is, of course, the square to Pluto. So doing your ritual on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, just skipping the lunch hour between 10 and 1.15. Um, Thursday afternoon, Friday, Saturday, all great days to do the ritual. If you do the ritual on Sunday, when the sun enters Leo, which is at 8.50, 9.50 p.m., if you do a ritual Sunday night, you'll have the sun in Leo and the moon in Virgo with a nice closing aspect. And that's certainly an option. But the aspects most of the week are good. The planets are intense. The moons are not. So that generally means that even though we're kind of on a roller coaster, it's not a particularly hard roller coaster. The day that has the most stress in the sense of the moon squaring Uranus and Jupiter is on Wednesday where we see things. And we also have the Mars opposite Saturn on Thursday, but that's more of feeling like things break through, fruit, fruit, break through, bop, 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 bop. can't talk much today. And, and But otherwise the, the aspects most week are good, but the planets are intense. <laughs> so, I'm good with planets being intense because the moons are all about processing and it suggests the moons will be able to help you process all the changes you have this week. So wishing you a good week. Um, sign up for the new moon webinar if you want. It'll be available on my website tomorrow, annortley.com uh, or astroann.com. And remember, you can always sign up for uh, Patreon for a couple of stars where you get a morning audio a song, and a list of the aspects. I think that's why I'm so into singing these days. Actually, the reason I'm into singing is Saturn is on my moon. So we're wishing you a good week, a busy week, a very, very crazy week in terms of shifts, changes, and aha moments, and oh my God, what happened? That kind of week. But the moons are there to help you process, and they help you see it in a different level. So hopefully you'll be okay. Remember, as above, so below. As without, so within. You're a child of the universe. It's unfolding. 
And this is a big week for unfolding. And that Venus and that Mars in Virgo, uh, you know, I've got I've got Jack Smith with a Virgo rising. This guy so totally looks like a Virgo rising. And um, uh, we'll see if he gets some indictments out this week. Looking looking like indictments to my mind, especially after Mars gets past Saturn. Uh, we'll see. Have a good one. Bye.